start off like I do at YouTube. I usually ask the kids a couple questions, one question, and you're allowed to respond. Don't feel like you can record. These are real questions. You can ask, you can raise your hand, say yes, no. So, first question, would you believe me if I told you that on trampoline, I can jump, do a front flip, and land on my feet? Would you believe me? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually passed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take it a step further. Would you believe me if I told you that I can jump on the stage? Barely jump on the stage. You believe me that I could jump off the stage, do a front flip, and land it? You believe No. No, I'm not going to I don't think I can. Thank you. If you said yes, that's a lot of confidence to me. I'm going to bring up one more notch. How many of you would believe me if I was up next to Carl? And if I did what Carl did, did a front flip and landed on the ground here, would you believe me? Oh, I'd like to do it. It'd be a very memorable. <laughs> <laughs> so, as I continue asking these questions, the next question seems more unbelievable than the previous. First, it was a trampoline, and then it was a stage, and then it was a balcony. It just seems less and less likely or unbelievable that I could do a front flip and land it. Now I'm going to switch gears into Jesus' perspective. I'm going to pretend that I'm Jesus. I'm not Jesus, please listen. I'm not Jesus. I'm just pretending to be Jesus. And I'm going to think of some questions that maybe I would have asked people that I encountered in the New Testament. So it might sound something like this. Peter, do you believe that I can heal your sick mother-in-law? Do you believe? If you know the story, Jesus ends up healing his sick mother-in-law. I'm going to bring another step further. Jarius, do you believe me when I tell you your daughter isn't dead, she's just sleeping? Do you believe I can heal her and bring her back? Do you believe? And Jesus did it. Another step further. Martha, do you believe I can bring your brother Lazarus back from the dead? Even though it's been a few days, do you believe I can do this? And Jesus does it. And last one, maybe he asked this question to his disciples. Do you believe that I can rise from the dead? Do you believe that I can rise from the dead and defeat death? Do you believe? You see, Jesus predicted his death a few times in the Bible. Now, it wouldn't be that impressive if I said to you, I'm going to die someday. You'd probably be like, you wouldn't say, oh my gosh, they know the future. Like, you'd be like, alright, that's not impressive, we all die, that's alright. But Jesus takes a step further and he says this, but I will come back in three days. So he brings it a step further. He gives him a time frame. He says, I will die, but I will come back in three days. Now my question for everyone here today is it's a simple question. Is, do you believe? And more specifically, do you believe that Jesus has risen from the dead? Do you believe that he defeated death? I'm going to read a quick story, and it's Jesus and his disciple Thomas. And first we read, uh, Emma read about Mary and Mary, and first went to the tomb, and they didn't see Jesus. And Becca read when Jesus appeared to his disciples. But Thomas wasn't there, so in this order, this happens next in the story. So this is it. If, if you have your Bible and you want to read along, it's John chapter 20, verse 24 to 28. 
John 20, 22, and this is what it says. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hand the mark of the nail, and place my finger in the mark of the nail, and place my hand on his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. And he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hand. Put out your hand and place it on my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. So just a quick recap here. Thomas' response, he has all his friends, all the other disciples say, Thomas, Jesus has risen. We've seen him. He's alive. And Thomas is just like, I don't know, i got to see it for myself. And he, and he says something pretty powerful. He says, I will never believe unless I see it in my heart. I will never believe it. Mm-hmm. A.B., he's wrestling with this, I guess, this doubt. He's having this friend that he's not alive, he's alive, he's alive. And Thomas is still... No, I, I don't know. I can't believe, I can't believe it. I can see it for myself. Eight days later, Jesus comes and says to Thomas, Do not disbelieve, but believe. And Thomas' response, I don't know if you caught it, it's, it's something simple and powerful. It says, he says, My Lord and my God. Thomas is calling Jesus his God. He's calling Jesus God. And I think most of us know the nickname Thomas got in the Bible. It's Doubting Thomas. Um, and he got that because of his disbelief, and maybe maybe Nancy or um, Debbie Downer, you know, Downey Thomas. He got it because of his disbelief. But I'm going to say, if we look closely at the other um, stories that Becca and Emma read, there was a little bit of disbelief from the disciples as well. When Emma read her verses, Mary and Mary went back to tell the disciples, Jesus is risen, he's not in the tomb. It says, but these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe. And then Peter ran into the tomb and looked, and it says he stared perplexed. Kind of like maybe the wheel was turning a little bit in his head, but he's just like, hmm, this is strange. Hmm, I'm perplexed. And that's, and that's why I said, hmm. So, again, a little bit of disbelief. When Becca read her verses, the disciples were in a room, they were locked in a room, and Jesus appears, and their first thought is, it's a ghost. Like, we're going to die in a ghost of the spirit. We're in trouble. So their first, kind of their first encounter, they thought Jesus was a ghost. They weren't expecting to see Jesus. And I think for a lot of us here, seeing is believing. Maybe you're the type of person that when you hear news about something, you need to see it from the source. Or you need to, again, you need the proof, you need the evidence. And I know that some of us here are Christians, and, and we believe that Jesus has risen, and He's our Savior, and that He's God. And that's what our faith, our faith is in Jesus. We believe, even though we don't see. And I also know some of you guys here might not be Christians. Maybe you believe that Jesus was a guy that lived, and He did nice things for people, but when He said He would bring Himself back to the dead, that kind of crossed the line of, of being believable, it kind of became unbelievable. But maybe that just seems too unrealistic. If that's the case, my prayer for you is to echo what Jesus says to Thomas. It's this. Do not disbelieve, but believe.
ago at youth group, I told the kids that Christianity might be the easiest religion to debunk, to prove faith. Christianity might be the easiest religion to prove faith. And how would someone do that if they just found Jesus' bones? That would prove that Jesus didn't raise from the dead, and that would make him a liar. He said one thing, and if you find his bones, and he says, you know, he said, I'm going to lie, he doesn't lie, that makes him a liar. And in the Bible, in 1 Corinthians 15, 14, this guy Paul is writing to a church, and he says this, If Christ has not been raised, our preaching is worthless, and so is our faith. So everything I'm saying, if Jesus has not been risen, it's worthless. It's a waste of your time, it's a waste of my time. Our faith, everything that we believe, would be worthless. And again, the Bible takes another step further and says that the cornerstone of our faith, the thing that kind of holds everything together, is Jesus' resurrection. The simple truth that Jesus isn't dead, that he's alive. So again, if Jesus' bones were found, I don't think this church would be here. Now, I don't think I would know any of you guys besides my family. I probably wouldn't know my wife who met at a Christian camp. Um, Good Friday would probably not be known as Good Friday. What makes Good Friday good is that Jesus had to die in order to be risen again. And there's more to the story. Jesus' story doesn't end with him dying on Good Friday. So just as a reminder for me personally, Easter gives me, and I think it gives all of us hope. It gives us hope that we too can be resurrected uh, with with Jesus and have eternal relationship with Jesus in heaven. So we all live and we all die, but that's not the end of our story. If you believe, if you believe in Jesus and you call him your Lord and your God, just like Thomas did, the Bible says that we can have an eternal relationship with him in heaven that will have something called everlasting life. And I don't want to freak you guys out too much, but to the sides here and behind me is all these gravestones. And underneath, you know, if you dig up, don't dig up, please, but if you dig up the gravestones, you'll find evidence that someone lived and that someone died. You'll see their bones. But again, if they believe in Jesus, which I think almost everybody who is buried here most likely believes in Jesus, their resting place is not in the ground. We know, we have that assurance that we believe we can enjoy an eternal, everlasting life with Jesus, our Savior, in heaven. So just to summarize in two quick sentences here, Jesus lived, Jesus died, but he rose again. And the story doesn't stop with Jesus dying. And because of this resurrection, because of his resurrection, we have hope of an eternal relationship with him after death. You don't have to be scared of dying because if you believe in it, if we say, Jesus is my Lord and my God, we can be with him forever and ever.